Although I have not exhausted the subject, I've talked a lot about the divine law, both in the post on our Facebook page and the essays and other writings on the Beyond the Rituals website. What I haven't talked about is the meaning of the phrase, Beyond the Rituals. Before I discuss today's subject, I'd like to talk about what the phrase means. Most dictionaries define ritual as a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. There are many types of rituals. Penance, pilgrimage, baptism, circumcision, marriage. But what concerns us and gives the phrase beyond the rituals its meaning are the rituals imposed by the world's religions through indoctrination and fear. Rituals that proclaim we must do this, that, or the other to please a religion's concept and understanding of their God that we must meditate, for example, for hours on end, or be immersed in water to be saved by the blood of the Lamb, or pray five times a day, facing east. The phrase, beyond the rituals, reflects the understanding that we experience God without the need or performance of rituals. That beyond the rituals required by the world's religions, God resides within. That we are never without God, and that to know God, all that is required is to accept Him. That to hear God, all that is necessary is to listen. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam Repley, the avatar for the Beyond the Rituals community. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, God's plan. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen to them on the go. Search for Discerning Truth and subscribe and rate them on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know that you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance. Now, on with the podcast. So, God's plan. Let's get started. God is in control. Everything acts in accordance with God's plan. God has a purpose for each of us. I'm sure that many of us have heard people make these kinds of statements most of our lives. And if we were brought up in a Christian home, we've said and believed them ourselves. But is God in control? Does God have a plan? Do we all have a purpose? In every country, I see people trying to make the world better by working to preserve its resources and by helping others to help themselves. I see families that love, nurture, and care for each other and other people. I see young people who are working hard, striving to excel, and looking to the future with hope. 
and people earnest and devout in their beliefs, desperate to find peace. But I also see the mass-scale destruction of the Earth's natural resources, most of the world's wealth held in the hands of the few, poor people whose very existence depend upon the benevolence of government policy. I see religious conflict escalating into terrorism, crimes against humanity, racial strife, hatred, senseless killing, and blatant injustice. What I don't see is a plan. Many will say, well, you're not God, and God's plan is not for you to know. But if His plan involves me, and I have free will, why can't I know? Why can't I opt out? If God has cast me as an actor in an elaborate passion play against my will, shouldn't he at least tell me the role I'm playing? And which version of God's plan are we supposed to follow? Is it the Mormon version? The Baptist version? The Pentecostal version? The Presbyterian version? Perhaps it's the Episcopalian version. Or maybe the non-denominational version. Is it the Hindu version, the Buddhist version, the Judaic version, the Islamic version, the Baha'i version? Which version, from which religions well, are we supposed to draw this chimerical plan? For centuries, the world's religions have taught us that we must wait on God. They trained us to stand idle and look outward to God instead of looking inward to find solutions for ourselves. We have allowed them to convince us that it is not us, but the devil that is causing our problems. That we are not fighting flesh and blood, but principalities. They tell us that our real reward is not on this plane, but in a new world, yet to come. And in accepting these mythologies and superstitions, we have convinced ourselves that only God can solve our problems. But not in our time. In His. We have died by the millions fighting wars. We kill each other over beliefs that we cannot prove. Every day we put the lives of our children, grandchildren, mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers at risk to protect our right to own guns. We have become selfish, obscenely materialistic, and instead of punishing bad behavior, we reward it. We suffer all these and more and accept the belief that they are beyond our control, that everything that happens is a part of God's mysterious plan. What is interesting is how unusual it is for the poor or someone whose life has been a constant struggle to say that their situation is the result of God's plan. What they usually say is that what has happened is their fault, the effect of the bad decisions they've made. More often, the person who holds a belief in God's plan is an older person who has gained wealth, or someone who has struggled and accomplished what their goals required of them, but gives the credit for all of their hard work to God, and ascribes the result to His plan. But I don't think I've heard a poor person say, I'm poor because God planned for me to be this way. If God has a plan, then the world as it is reflects that plan. And everything that has happened, 
that is happening and will happen is a part of that plan. The poor, the destitute, the blind, the crippled, the oppressed, wars, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if we're living under God's plan, it stands to reason, whatever your situation, you are not responsible for it. God is. But you'll have to suffer nonetheless. The divine law teaches that there is no plan, that it is not God that is in control, but humankind that is out of control, that for humanity to regain control, we must reject the guidance of institutions that subjugate and keep us childlike with mythology, mysticism, and superstition, and accept the truth of this reality to regain the power inherent in having confidence in the ability to reason for ourselves. The philosophy teaches that we are in control, that we all have the same purpose, which is to live our lives as positively and as responsibly as we possibly can in relation to ourselves, other people, the environment, and the society in which we live. It asserts that the divine law is the foundation upon which humanity can establish harmony and peace, and that the responsibility for doing so is not God's, but our own. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment and let us know what you think in the comment section. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley, and this is Discerning Truth.